everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Greetings and salutations, what a good day it is. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Today, in our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, we watched the... 70th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which is, of course, the 44th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Status Crusaders, mm-hmm. and the 20th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 3, Status Crusaders, Season 2, Battle in Egypt. This episode was brought to you by the lovely face of Takoy JMB. Takoy JMB. Your boy, Takoy. Thank you for your kind, kind dollary dues. What's hiding behind his JMB? John Michael Bastion. Takoy John Michael Bastion. What a name, what a legend. And of course it goes without saying that this episode covers chapters 244 through chapter 247 of the manga. Obviously, everyone just knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Nick. I'm happy. Yeah? I'm very pleased with how this uh, series of events has unfolded. (laughs) So, yeah. You wanted to tell me something at the start of this show, I believe. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so I might be a little bit out of it today Mm. because yesterday... I proved to myself why I should not live in a house alone. (laughs) Because when given the responsibility of being able to do what I want, I just basically pick the dumbest shit to do. Sure. So my parents were out doing stuff as they do. And I was like, oh, I've got this house all to myself. I know what I can do. I can just order a fucking pizza. So you know how like at Domino's you can order a pizza and then add more stuff? Sure. Yeah. So I got a $16.90 pizza that was originally about 12 And I thought, yeah, I'm doing pretty well so far. I'm doing pretty well. And then I thought, you know what? I'm a free man. I can do whatever the hell I want. So I got some beers out of the fridge and I was like, this is going to go so well. And then I sat down and then for the next three hours, just drank five beers, had a whole pizza, also had some garlic bread on the side. Mm-hmm. And, of course. And then I just looked at myself and went, what the fuck am I actually doing right now? I could be doing anything in this house. I could be inviting people around. I could be doing things like building a small spaceship. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit, watch some YouTube, eat a pizza, drink some beer. Well, there you have it, listeners. (laughs) A rambling story about ordering some pizza that didn't really go anywhere. (laughs) I mean, to be fair... It was pretty damn good pizza. (laughs) (laughs) But like literally of anything I could have done, it's like, man, I'm just going to order some pizza and do literally nothing. (laughs) Shit, yes. All right. Nick, I want to share with you uh, some words of wisdom Mm -hmm. from our new friend. New? Yeah. I don't like new friends. (laughs) Well, that's a shame. (laughs) Now Katsusuda, the creative director of the uh, David Productions JoJo's Bizarre Adventure team. Okay. Regarding this episode. Oh. Spoilers ensue. This episode is where Vanilla Ice is taken out once and for all. In the end, Iggy decided to protect Polnareff at the cost of his own life. And even if his death is a sad one, one can still feel some satisfaction at seeing this duo triumph over such a fearsome opponent. They've done quite a feat. They have done quite a feat, haven't they? For Vanilla Ice's decomposition under the sun's rays, we use what we call the magma effect. It was originally used in the first two parts for wounds caused by the ripple, including amputations. We put a texture similar to magma instead of blacking out the injury. I find it better for immersion and atmosphere. That's interesting. I didn't realise that that was a, um... Like a thing. Like a censoring workaround. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. I gave this idea to preserve the mood. Laughs. We hesitated a bit on how to make Polnareff cry. (laughs) But ultimately opted for a single drop falling on his hand rather than a shot of tears on his face. I hope the subtleness is to your taste and the scene will be as touching to you as it was to us. 
It was a very subtle moment, wasn't it? So subtle, so oh, touching. Man. So oh, very touching. Oh. oh, man. We'll get to that later. <laughs> the second part of the episode is largely dedicated to Susie Q. It had been a while since we'd last seen her. Holly is featured in a suggestive scene tied up with her own stand. In hindsight, it was a little too erotic, and I regret this choice. <laughs> Forgive us for having treated an important character like this. <laughs> Still, she doesn't look like she would have a son in high school. Laughs. Jesus Christ. That's interesting. That um, that sort of um, retrospection, because compared to some of the shit you see in anime, that yeah. struck me as, you know, quite tame. But it's interesting that um, in he seems to be like, oh, that was a bit kind of poor taste in, in hindsight. Yeah, but to be fair, every single, like, Japanese artist would probably be like, you know what, I think that may have been a bit erotic. You know, that might have been a bit far to have them expose a shoulder, you know? <laughs> Because Japan's very much into their censorship, aren't they? I guess. There was a whole anime about Let's how... make some more sweeping cultural generalizations. Yeah. Here we go. Wasn't there a show that was called... Nick, do you remember when I used to cut things out of this show? <laughs> <laughs> Man, how times Remember the time I cut out a... I'm not going to mince words. 15 minute rant about the rise of imperialism <laughs> in modern day Japan. Well, to be fair, Liam. No, there was an anime that was like a world where censorship has gone too far and no one's allowed to have any fun or something like that where the whole point was a parody of how far censorship has gone in like japanese media all right and so the whole anime is just about drawing dicks everywhere because you're not allowed to draw dicks anymore sure yeah cool exciting time so censorship in japan man maybe it's uh, more real than we think I have no real context to contribute to this discussion. You have to be well-mannered. Nick. Yes. The Miasma of the Void, Vanilla Ice, part three. What about it? Preliminary thoughts on this episode. Um, oddly good. Like, when you explain it to me as an episode where we get the one bit with Polnareff and Iggy and then we cut away somewhere else for the rest of the episode, I'd have gone, oh, okay. What? Not Why? the rest of the episode, but most of it. Yeah, most of it. Honestly, I'd forgotten that the second half of this episode happens, um, <laughs> or like at least in this episode. Mm. Um, and I think it is kind of a tonal mismatch compared to what came before. Yeah. From a from a certain perspective, that could be like the um, you know the moment you can exhale after all this tension, and then before all the doubtlessly ensuing tension in four coming weeks. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, it feels a bit out of place to me. Mm. But we'll get to that. We'll get to it. So, the episode. Das episode. We open with the guys, you know, our boys Jojo, Joseph, you know. <laughs> sure. Joseph and Josquin. And yeah. Um, gosh, it's warm in here. Um, <laughs> investigating the scenes of the battle with Vanilla Ice. They're in a room with a pool table, which I don't think we've seen before, but sure. Wasn't that the, the first floor? I guess it must have been. Surely. And they see, like, ooh, look, a perfectly round hole was blown in this wall like someone popped a cork. Clearly, they're f uh, clearly Avdol's fighting a stand, says Joseph. <laughs> okay, so I had a problem with this bit, purely because I thought he said, hey, just burn the house down. He comes out, house isn't burned down yet, and yet his first instinct is, oh, well, clearly Avdol and Polnareff must be fighting people. Yeah, clearly he's going to need to dock Avdol's pay. <laughs> Avdol works for him or something, right? I mean, maybe. No, I don't think so. Uh, it did give that impression in their first episode, though. Remember when they were in the airport and he clicked and after I was like, okay, I guess I'm coming to. Mm, beautiful connotations there. I guess that was just them doing like, oh, this is going to be super cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, I need to impress my, like, child, okay? Let's do this. <laughs> Let's break down this door, Jotaro. We're going in. Jotaro punches the door. We cut to the OP. 
That's the guy singing. Sure. That's the symphony. Okay, I'm going to need to stop making that noise. Okay, all right. That is kind of what he sounds like, though. <laughs> just a lot of... Nick, what did I just say? Look, look, it's a very distinctive and well-beloved theme sound. Anyway, after the opening, yep. we pick up where we left off last time. Polnareff's dead! So, Polnareff is in a bad state. Uh, if you recall, he's lost a chunk of his thigh, mm-hmm. most of one of his foot's toes, uh, some fingers. His, uh, almost his will to live. Sure. Because he's just basically looking to the camera He's tried all he can do and he's like, oh well, you know, gave it my best, but... Sometimes you just lose. That's the way of life and death. (sighs) And the huge purple orb that is Vanilla Ice's destructive power is bearing down on him. He's engulfed in its purple glow. His uh, earring falls to the floor. It's a sad day. Mm. It's a sad day. He's dead. This is interspersed with close-ups on Iggy's desperate eye. With all that, with that scene reflected in his vision. I like his desperate eye. <laughs> what do I mean? What's wrong is with it, that? Is it desperate? Sure. Is it? Yeah. Isn't it just sad? It's filled with desperation. Oh, I guess it is, yeah. Okay. All right, fine. It's filled with desperation. You can mm-hmm. have that. And then the ball that is Cream's force, you know, goes nuts and flies through the air in a sort of corkscrew pattern. Mm-hmm. And the spiral that had been drilling into the floor is complete. <gasps> Vanilla Ice comes on out and he's like breathing heavily and bleeding. I like the sound that it makes in this bit. Yeah, what was that sound? Um, I mean, not to detract from the beauty of it, but mm. I don't know if I can make it with my mouth. Well, well so just describe it. This weird kind of from nothing to something sound. Sure. So it sounds like it's cutting in and out very painfully and then it just emerges mm-hmm. like bass spikes. So he comes out, he, he looks down at Iggy dying, coated in sand and blood. Iggy. And he's like, uh, he gives this monologue and he's like, Polnareff, it's not by your hand I bleed, but Avdol's. When I planned to eliminate you all, he saved you. Normally someone would save themselves in that circumstance, but I guess he was weird or something. He must have liked you. <laughs> he liked you. Though I am injured, it will take some time until I die. Now I'm going to go and kill the other guys. You know, that's how I do. I'm Vanilla Ice. <laughs> do what I do. And then we get out of this shot. It's a sort of wide shot of the room. Hmm. And we just see a huge stream of blood start trickling from the ceiling. And he looks up. <gasps> My boy! Our boy Polnareff. He's still alive. He's in the arms of the fool, which is clinging to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And he's looking down at Iggy, being like, Iggy, I told you not to use your stand. You fucking I idiot. I told you that you would fucking die if you did that. And now, look, you're dying. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he's up there, Iggy, um, breathing belaboredly. Belaboredly? Sure. Ooh. Triple word score. Hello. The narrator's all, Vanilla Ice said a dog could not have resolve or a proud soul. But Iggy has a stand, which is proof of his proud soul. Sure. And he moved, his soul moved on its own to protect his friend Polnareff. Who's laughing Uh, now? (laughs) How poetic that this dog could rise above its station and save a man. That's a good point. That is poetic, isn't it? Yeah. 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 He was a proud asshole. Iggy gives one more sort of cheeky grin with one of his eyes all white from wounds, and then he just dies. He just fucking falls limp and, uh... So what yeah. is that now? Um, oh, fuck. That's like eight and a half. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna take inventory again. Okay. Because we need to write this down. <laughs> if there's anyone that can just give us a definitive count at this point, that would be well Danny. appreciated. Yes, Danny. Puppy in Ogre Street eaten by a cat. Yeah. 
Dog with face of man. Half yep. dog, yep. So you keep track of that half. Yep. Not the dog that was watching cars. Not the dog. Yes, because he was saved. Yep. There was more. Fog dog. Fog dog. Um, yellow temperance dog. Yep. Um, we're missing some dogs. We're missing a lot of dogs. Because we were up to seven. A dream dog. Dream dog. Oh, dream dog. True that. You you playing that uh that upcoming uh dream dog simulator? <laughs> you know I hear you can bark in dream. I was doing dog. a dream daddy uh, thing. Oh damn it! Shit! <laughs> I've ruined this joke for you. You did, yeah. Damn it! But I play dream dog simulator. <laughs> you you play a dog. You wander through like a an ever shifting landscape of colors and shapes. You just dig things up nonstop. Yeah. Find another dog. Give him a bit of a sniff. Wait, you find a dog by digging up the dog? No, just just in general. Oh, okay. All right. Right. That was another bullet point. <laughs> I was just thinking if... Like, well, sure, you can dig and find yeah. another dog in the hole. It's a dream. Yeah. Just imagine how happy a dog would be if he started digging a hole and then another dog came out. And that dog was just like, hey. You know, like how Pet Shop is there when it he's was digging? Himself. It's just like another happy dog. <laughs> oh, man. Five. Um, Five and a half. Yep. Uh, what are we missing? God, I don't know. Did other dogs die in part two? I think so. Was there any dogs... Oh, Chibi the- and Bucci, of course. Yep, yep. It takes us up to seven and a half. And now Iggy takes us up to eight and a half. Eight and a half dead dogs. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Eight and a half dead dogs. Might be the last time for a while we do this bit. I can't remember. Ah, shit. How many years has it been since we started counting dead dogs? Uh, About one and a half. Shit. I can't tell if that's the average rate of death Life really just is a a series of closing dogs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you think about dogs, do you think of life... No. Anyway. You think eight and a half. The fool starts to dissolve and Polnareff starts giving this melodramatic monologue about how he can feel that this is just the empty shell of a stand now and this is the cold destruction and annihilation of life that Vanilla Ice brings and he starts he starts bemoaning how like, oh, well, I'm the one who survived again. Oh, drama. I'm Polnareff. Everyone keeps dying around him. Coincidence. Ooh. Maybe he just needs to stop letting people die. <laughs> He needs to fight harder. Teamwork better. And at the end of the day, beat death. So he starts falling in slow motion. Yeah. And he's, he's giving a monologue. And while he's giving that monologue, he does maybe the coolest thing he's ever done. Which is that he sticks his sword into Vanilla Ice's brain with Silver Chariot. The, sna- Before... the snapped off, not snapped off, disintegrated off remnant of his sword. Mm. Before Vanilla Ice can even react. Then grabs the other side of it out the back of his head and breaks his neck with it. So good. So cool. And all the time he's falling slowly through the sky being like, you're too slow, Vanilla Ice, I've got you now. I have bad luck when it comes to friends. I tried to save Iggy, but he saved me. So now I'm going to fucking murder you. Hey, it's a nice face you've got. Be a shame if someone were to ice you. Vanilla Ice is knocked away. He falls to the ground. Polnareff hits the ground. He's like, oh, Iggy, I just realized how much I liked him. And now he's gone. Don't you always know how it goes? <laughs> you don't know what you got till it's gone. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it always happens this way. Avdol, that one other time that I thought he was dead. This time he was actually dead. My sister. Uh, and now Iggy. Literally everyone he knows. Yeah. They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. No one told them it was going to be this way. Mm-hmm. Those are literally all the words of that song I can remember. <laughs> Shit, actually, yeah, you're right. He has flashbacks about his time with Iggy, much like the flashbacks that Iggy had of his time with Polnareff when he thought he was going to die in the river. Question. Hmm? Does this mean Iggy isn't actually dead? Why would it mean that? Well, 
if he thinks he's dead and he's getting the flashback, much like he thought Avdol was dead and he was getting the flashbacks, maybe it's a clever ploy to say that Iggy isn't dead yet. Well, it's not that because he's right next to his dead dog body. <laughs> Shit. We don't quite have the same excuse of, oh, I never saw it coming. I couldn't see his face the mm. last time. It's like this time it's like, no, he's, he's well fucked. Yep. Oh, your refusal to show affection just proved how proud you are. I told you not to save me, but it was because of your stubbornness that you did. Oh, Iggy, you are a true friend. Some might say you were man's best friend. <laughs> and me, Polnareff, am a man. <laughs> you know, he was a real gentleman. An American That's gentleman. true, yeah. He was from America, New York City. He was. And what a gentleman he was. Not a conventional gentleman. Well, no, not technically. But a conventional American gentleman in terms of breed. <laughs> You know, in terms of a purely definitional standpoint, we could say he was the most American gentleman that we knew. That is true. Anyway, he's given this, he's, ha he's having these thoughts and we see Vanilla Ice do that classic vampire rise up behind him where it's like he's on strings being pulled up by his shoulders. And like his arms are limp and he's like, haha, yeah. hello. Basically just on his ankles. He's like a little pivot point. So adorable. <laughs> he's sneaking up behind him, but Cream is out. He's, you know, he's having a great time. <laughs> And there's a, there's a rumble and some ca some katakana. Dun, dun, dun. Polareff. Polareff is really killing it in the cool moves this episode. Mm. He's like, I knew it, you bastard. <laughs> and then Chariot's behind him, stabbing away. Polareff is not turning around or even looking. It just He's fueled by anger and hatred alone. Yeah, it, that just allows him to be super cool, apparently. <laughs> he stabs him so much that he goes flying and smashes into a wall without even looking. And then he turns around and goes, yeah, fuck your shit. And then they're fighting a bit... Um, Cream is doing some stuff, but mostly it's Vanilla Ice sort of lunging around and doing vampire stuff, and P Chariot is just stabbing, running him. rampant on him, just eating away. Pow, at pow, pow. No aura, just pow. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and at the same time, Ponorif is all, "Oh, you've become something strange. You're immortal. Dio did something to you. I know what to do. Cuts up all this wooden door that was here, and then light begins streaming in. Yeah." How interesting a tactic. But what for? I can't imagine. Why, why, how would, how would sunlight be helpful in this room that's already full of windows and holes in the wall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't think that through, actually. He did kind of smash some holes in the wall, didn't he? Yeah. Hmm. Sunlight streams through the doorway into the room between Vanilla Ice and Polareff. Vanilla Ice runs at Polareff. He's like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. It's going to be so good. And then he reaches out his hand. And it burns in the sunlight. It doesn't even so much burn as so much as it immediately hits the sunlight and is... Disintegrates? Yeah. <laughs> sort of just blows off his body. And to ash it goes. Revealing the magma effect underneath. Oh, why? What's the magma effect? Why, the magma effect is a, is a clever tactic they use to get around censorship obligations when it comes to vampires being blown apart. Ah. How very clever. You see, rather than just blacking out the wound, they mm. apply a visual effect that looks like magma to demonstrate how the body's burning up. Ah, how very clever. That's just science. Yeah, clever. Polarev is still talking. Hey, you can come at me, bro. You didn't notice your body changing. You've received his blood. Become something I've heard stories about. A filthy, soulless vampire. Nice. Vanilla Rice. Um, credit for his... Stick to itiveness. <laughs> Gotta criticize his uh, tactics though. Look, he really wanted to murder him. Because he tries the exact same thing again, takes a step into the sunlight, his leg gets blown off. Yeah. So I think he's just fueled by rage. Yeah. So he's not really this seeing This is that logic. sort of single mindedness I was talking about a couple of weeks ago where mm. I was like, didn't really think the um, when you finish reading this thing, you're gonna die was so much his style. Yeah. 
No, now that you said that, he's more a direct kind of, oh, I'll just kill you where you stand. Guy. Kill you slash myself in the process. Mm. Why would he need the note? You know, it's important to have fun with your work. <laughs> it's important to find joy anywhere you can find yeah. it. You must have turned around the moment I stabbed you in your mouth. Huh? Huh? Ah. That's what I was conjecturing last time. There you go. Yeah. How clever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, since you've already seen it. Yeah, but I can't remember every tiny detail. <laughs> So he's, and then he starts taunting him. He's like, come on, try it. You're obsessed with Dio. I'm right here. Come and get me. Come on. Fine. I'll come and get you, you little shit. Then this is maybe my favorite defeat of a of an opponent in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh. Polnareff just goes like stone cold. He just says, go to hell. And then Chariot is behind Vanilla Ice and just bops him on the back of the head such that he overbalances and falls forward into the sunlight and is disintegrated. <laughs> it's just so coldly efficient. Mm, where it's so needlessly... It, just, it basically executes him. Yeah, and it's so glorious in a way. It's so minimalist. Yeah, it's an elegant way of defeating like, a vampire. We're done here, man. It's like, you, you didn't even think this through, did you? No. Well, I got this. Fuck you. <laughs> he falls forward, leaving only his... Uh, Anakin Skywalker-style clothes in his wake. <laughs> Just a lot of black and leather purple. vests. Oh, God. No sand, though. No, well, he hates sand. That's why he killed Iggy. That's true. And Iggy, when he used sand... I hate everywhere. sand, Dio. <laughs> he's coarse, he's rough, he's a... He seems to pop up everywhere. Defiling idol of my master. <laughs> Not like you, Polar. You're slick and French. I respect your fighting spirit. Hey, by the way, I'm going to kill you. Oh, wait, now I'm dead. And that's what happened in the last three episodes. Um, last three episodes, as summarised by Anakin Skywalker. Music swells. Da -da 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 -da. Not that kind of music. Oh. Sad, but... Sad, but... Um, bit, sort of bittersweet orchestral music swells into the room. As so too does swirl into the room. Some sort of yellow fog or sand or mist. Oh. Coming up through the hole in the floor that Vanilla Ice made, getting into this room initially. Oh. And what could that fog possibly Well, the be? fog swirls through the room. It touches near Iggy's uh, defiled now, body. Yes. <laughs> and then it moves out to the window. And it takes the form of Arvdol with Iggy on his shoulder. <gasps> and they both sort of look at Polnareff and are like, hmm. Like a, a solemn nod of, you did it. You fucking ledger. Would have been nice if we hadn't died, but, but you know, can't have everything. It's all right, buddy. It's all right now. Yeah. All right, now uh, just go go kill Dio. We're fucking dead. You can, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you're in a bit of a bad way, but you can pull out fighting another more powerful vampire now, right? Mate, just fucking do it, you sly motherfucker. Go on. Go on, mate, you fucking weak shit. I'm really disappointed that we've only discovered this character for Avdol <laughs> as he's dead. <laughs> Go on, mate, come on. Tisk, tisk, mate. <laughs> tisk, tisk, buddy. Fucking thought it'd be all right, didn't you? Come on, pull the lead out of your pocket. Go beat up Dio Polnareff. Don't worry, he's just a fucking chicken, isn't he? Yeah, you know, he's just uh, just an immortal vampire that spent a hundred years at the bottom of the sea after a nearly successful world domination attempt. He's nothing. Michael Jackson. You just beat up a guy who's been a vampire for about 20 minutes. You got He's got nothing on him. Oh, and Iggy's here as well. G'day, hello, mate. Hello, my lord. <laughs> oh, Miggy. Anyway, now I die. And then, yeah, they disappear. They fade into nothing. And Ponorov's like, what the hell was that? Was that Avtol and Iggy? All right. Uh, we get a, a brief shot of the um, the Egypt skyline at sunset. Ooh. 
What does time that mean? is short. Yeah. It's more convenient to fight vampires in the daytime, as Polnareff well learned. This is true. You can just burn them to death. Mm. Anyway, gotta climb the stairs and go kill Dio. No time to cry. Here I go. Oh, wait, no, I'm crying. <laughs> and we see a tear land on his hand. As he's sort of, um, kneeling. Kneeling in pain. Kneeling in lost... pain and not having most of his toes. And yeah. Well, not physically. Good chunk of his thick. His, his thick. His thick thighs. Sure, yeah. Thanks for salvaging that for me. No worries. And the on-screen text as the, everything cuts to sepia informs us Avdol has died. Iggy has died. Dun, dun, dun. So it's official now. Yep. Avdol's actually dead. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And Iggy. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> That's two casualties in the uh, in the mansion so far. Two episodes, two dead. God damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I was talking to you about this before. I was saying, what happens if everyone except Jotaro just dies? Could happen. It could happen. Could very well we're happen. At, we're at we're at that rate. You know, we're at that rate. Yeah, sure. I mean. Vanilla Ice made a strong opening showing. How's Dio going to top that? <laughs> I mean, he could murder the world. Huh? Get it? That's a pun. No, his... I don't get it. Oh. Well, his stand is the world. So... Oh. And so he wants to murder everyone because he's a vampire. Oh, and so vampire. it makes sense because he is the world. Wait, Dio's a vampire? How did I miss that? Well, potentially. <laughs> he's more like a demigod. Meanwhile, <laughs> we cut to some stupid bullshit in Japan. It's 43 days since... They left for Egypt. Yep. And now... Susie Q's going to Japan. Just to check out She's going to have a crazy adventure. Yeah. All sorts of madcap shenanigans. Oh. With her pal Rosas and another guy who I don't think is named. Actually, yeah. I, I'll just call him Turtle Man. Turtle Man. Ah. Uh-huh. Fighter of the not Turtle Man. Ah. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Turtle Man. Oh, you were doing that thing from that show. Yeah, it's always sunny. Mm-hmm. Day Man, Nightman. It's a classic. It literally redefined the genre of music. <laughs> so, Jojo Wiki, which normally has a comprehensive list of everyone who appears in an episode, does not have anything, any listing for the unnamed chauffeur. I'll name him Turtleman. I'll name him... Kenneth. Branner. God damn it. Wait, Kenneth Branner or <laughs> yeah. Branner? Kenneth Branner. Kenneth Branner. Gotcha. So what's Kenneth Branner up to? Well, he's driving a car, but Susie Q is in Japan, <laughs> all like... Oh, I'm in Japan. Oh, it's so exciting here. Gonna see my daughter. Oh, but first we've got to go check out this restaurant. Here, hold my turtle. And she has this big turtle. That is alive. It's a real turtle. Now, you contended it was a tortoise. Okay, so I thought, I thought that it wasn't a turtle. Because turtles have flaps for legs. Yes. But tortoise, tortoise. Tortoise have, have, um, like chunky stems. Trunks for legs. They have chunk trunks. They have chunk trunks that are truncated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was like, you know, a trunk. And I looked at it and went, that's a tortoise, isn't it? But it might just be a turtle and I couldn't Could be. see. Um, so spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to give too much away about future episodes, but uh, this turtle never does anything and is never seen again. Shit. After this one scene in the car it was in. Are you sure? Because turtles can live a long fucking time. That's true. It could be a family heirloom. Could be a, 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 a you know, an early planted seed for part 12. <laughs> We've reached part four. It's like my great grandmother gave her daughter this turtle. There are a couple of <laughs> turtles in future Jojo, though I am 95% sure <laughs> they couldn't be the same turtle. So you're saying... There's a chance that it could be the same You know, I can't rule it out. You know what? Every time we see a turtle from now on, I need someone out there to just be like, is it the same turtle? Because I will forget. We know this. Sure. We know I'm going to forget. But 
It could be the same turtle. It could be the same turtle. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to make a video of Japan. Look, here's a homeless guy. Here's a... Who's just sleeping on the street under some newspaper. Here's a sign that says, Don't puke or piss here. Meanwhile, she's running around and uh, Kenneth Branagh and Rosa are like, Have you not told her about Holly's condition yet? No, I have not. Oh. I am the waiter. The, the is this your Rosas? House? Yes, this is my Rosas. He's Spanish and very deep. Oh, I thought it was French. I can be French if you want me to be French. <laughs> she thinks she, she thinks she has pneumonia, but uh, it is something more sin- sinister. <laughs> sinister. That's a sort of a pan-European accent. <laughs> this is the all-encompassing Dutch, Norwegian, Swedish, French accent. I've served Holly for thirty years since she was in our school. I should have told her, but I lacked the conviction. I am a southern French. Is this man. offensive? Uh, probably, okay. but let's be real. We've done much worse That's before. That's true. Every time we went to Italy or encountered an Italian character. To be fair, <laughs> Jojo Part 1 and 2 Dub have done worse. <laughs> have they? Remember C- Italian Caesar being like, Hey, uh, Joseph, you can't run in there and attack <laughs> cars like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here I am, flirting in this hotel with this beautiful woman. She is, how you say, a spicy meatball. <laughs> Uh, you know what I like more than spicy meatballs? Spicy meatballs. Anyway, now that we've offended everyone in Europe. Oh, come on, we have more to go through. <laughs> They're all like, oh yeah, uh, vampires, Draculas, bleh, Transylvania. Great, now we've done everything. <laughs> cool, excellent. Uh, Holly only has a few days left. You should tell her. I could tell her if you want. No, I should tell her. She might be cured if they defeat Digo. Yes, but that's a big if. That is a big if. And then we get that scene that... Um, our creative director friend was talking about where we see Holly in like a swirling void of darkness being bound by vines on her nude body. But, you know, you don't see much. It's borderline BDSM, but very much kind of, oh, it's magic and she's probably going to die. BDSM. You see see enough of her body to know she's not wearing clothes, but you don't really make out any PG-13 areas. (laughs) PG-13. Sure, that's what the kids are into like these days, right? naval? Good God. <laughs> May as well call the police. Fucking hell. Holly can't see them, but she's bound by an evil energy created by a man called Dio. Uh, stands, blah, blah, blah. He basically recaps, recounts the concept of this part. Okay, can I, can I just... Yep. Right? This has been annoying me for a while. Mm-hmm. Why is his name always capitalised? Like, I understand differentiation from part one, but, like, even here... When he's talking, it's capitalized. <laughs> well, of course, he's he's not speaking capitalized text. He's subtitled. But um, but like at the same time, it could be yes. Even Dio would be doing it. <laughs> There's two schools of thought on this. One of them is just as you said, it's a way to differentiate between Dio Brando and Dio. Yes, the um, Dio. But in a sort of in fiction sense, mm-hmm. uh, it can sort of you can sort of read it as symbolizing sort of the distance that he's stepped away from his human life. Right. Like, he's no longer Dio Brando. He is just... He's just Dio. Dio. He's gone from uh, Calvin Klein to Calvin Klein. Sure. Where he went from a human name to Klein. Is Klein a human name as well? Shit. Have I fucked up? Have I been calling Calvin Nick, Klein? Nick, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I never thought that Calvin Klein was a human name. Anyway. Anyway. Um, back to the future. <laughs> just had to get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Holly, uh, Susie Q comes back out. It's been a while since we've been Susie Q. We should have seen Susie Q. We yeah. should take a moment to dwell on that. She's she's looking well. Well? I mean, she you know, she's got some, some nice travel clothes on since we saw her in New York. Yeah, she's, she's that, looking alive. Big hair thing going on. <laughs> you mean a hat? Oh, wait, no. She's literally got her hair up, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. 
I thought it was a hat. Could be part of the hat. It's hard to tell. Who knows? Maybe that's where Jotaro gets it from. Maybe. It runs in the family. Yeah. yeah. Weird hair hats. So she comes on out of the store. She's like, guys, have some curry. It's great. Okay, I've got something serious to tell you. Oh, no, I've got to get some footage of this vending machine and these curious drinks. They're not drinks. No, it's a, it's a condom vending machine. Yeah, it's very much uh, a family planning machine. Yes. Oh, no, they're not drinks. Anyway, listen to me. I've got something cool to tell you. Not cool. Something sad to tell you. <laughs> oh, look at this cool Japanese guy. And there's, you know, basically Kazuma Kiryu is walking down the street. This big, enormous Yakuza guy. Mm-hmm. Gaudy suit, gold chains. Bigger than a truck. Mm-hmm. Just starts walking down. And he's like, hey, don't videotape me. I don't like that. Hand over that camera. Do you want to see some blood, you old woman? And then we see... He, he grabs her by the lapel and she's like, oh, I may have bitten off more than I can chew. And then we see Rosa's like... Don't lay a single finger on the beautiful lady. And then he just goes full on like Yakuza video game series on this guy and does a heat move and kicks him in the chest and sends him flying. Sends him way back. Yeah. And that's that's the end of that guy. He's never seen of again. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Please learn a bit more about Japan. Oh, I'll try, darling. <laughs> that's just such a weird diversion that Rosa's just kicks the shit out of this organised crime guy and it's just never mentioned again. It, it symbolises his dedication to the family, you know? He's willing to beat down a Yakuza. I wonder if physical performance was um was a factor in his job interview. Like, hey, can you can you hold your own in the madcap adventures you'll surely get into by working for this family? Of course I can. I am Rosas. <laughs> Sorry. I am Rosas. And he um he rips off his um he does the, the Yakuza style shirt and jacket rip-off move where you grab your shirt by the waist, just above the waist, and then raise your hand as if you were pointing to something upwards and far away. I'm not going to say that thing that you're thinking. Uh-huh, yep. As if you were Stroheim. <laughs> um, yep. And then your shirt and jacket come off in one smooth motion, and then he reveals on his back a big, like, Guns N' Roses Yakuza back tattoo. And he's like, yeah, let's do this Yakuza guy. Joseph then says, next you'll say... Wow, I'm really surprised that you're going to hire me. Wow, I'm really surprised that What? Anyway, they get back in the car. We get some driving shots of the idyllic Japanese countryside. We're almost at the Kujo household. I have to tell her now. And he's like, he goes to tell her. And then Suzy Q's like, oh, I know. They're like, I know, I know she's dying. What? How did you know? Well, um, you know, she was always really cheerful to me on the phone. She sounded really strong. And Joseph was like, oh, yeah, everything's going fine. But I'm just traveling. But I know. I've been married to Joseph Joestar for 50 years. I know when someone's lying to me. Yeah, he is pretty easy to read. No, he's not. I mean, you know, when you've lived with him for 50 years, you can kind of see it coming. Yeah. He always has that one trick up his sleeve. Mm. You're like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> the Joseph Joestar trick of run away. Joseph, you've completely fucked up the fundraiser dinner. There's no food on the table. Isn't there? Does that magician pull off tablecloth trick and then suddenly there's like a magnificent spread? Joseph. Everyone golf claps. Joseph, we don't have any weight stuff. Don't we? Pulls off from the table again. All the food has turned into waiters and waitresses. Holding those silver terrines that you would bring like a big turkey to someone in. Joseph, we've spent all of our money on waiters. Have we? There's no money here. Okay, look, I don't actually... Look, it's all tied up in stocks and bonds, but the important thing is we have it. We're gonna have money, don't worry. It's all liquid assets. Well, it's not liquid assets, that's... It's solid assets, all right? It's solid. They can't move. That's the beauty of this money. (laughs) Buy gold! (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah. Sad discussion (laughs) ensues. The turtle's there. The turtle's just always there. Yep, always watching. What do you think the turtle symbolises? 
Uh, the turtle symbolizes um, the foundation of a strong relationship. And um, things from the past coming back to haunt you because of mm. their long lifespan. Mm. Mm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Also, literally, why does it exist? <laughs> like, It's a mystery. Legit, why does she have a pet turtle? <laughs> Didn't think turtles did so well out of water. They breathe air. That's yeah, the whole but, thing. Yeah, but you know, they need you know, to maintain a degree of moistness, I would assume. No, you can... Oh, well, I'm thinking of tortoises again. Mm. Different creatures. Oh, don't know. Mind you, ninja turtles do pretty well out of the water. They do, but they're also teenagers and they're mutants. Yeah, they discovered the secret of the ooze. Yeah, and also ninjas. Now that I think about it, yeah. Well, ninjas need to stay very well hydrated. <laughs> ninjas at all times need to have the perfect amount of moisture on their skin yeah. to hide from any kind of like. Senses. Anyway. Yeah. Ever since I met Joseph in Italy, sorry, what's the what's the Susie Q? Ever since I met that. Joseph in Italy fifty years ago, he's never betrayed. My, I'm just doing my newsreadery type voice. He's never betrayed my expectations. <laughs> Once he decides to do something, he does it. Oh, Joseph, you playful scallywag! So she goes into Holly's room where she's. I guess she's obviously this is a Japanese cultural thing. She's on a futon or whatever, mm. but it does just look like she's lying on the floor. Wow! Learn a few things about Japan, Liam. She comes in, uh, lays down on the futon and hugs her daughter. It's very sweet. Yeah. She's like, she's looking pretty grim because mm. we haven't seen her for a while. The only thing we can do is believe in the lads. How the lads? The mad lads. The mad lads. They'll kill Dio. Yeah. Hey guys, back at it again, killing vampires mm. and shit. Mad lads. Cracking open a vampire's head with the lads. <laughs> with the boys. <laughs> the bo- it's like just a selfie of Polnareff with like Vanilla Ice's decapitated head. <laughs> As Avdol and Iggy's spirits are in the back giving, like, a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Back at it again with the lads. <laughs> and it would be a Polaroid, of course. Of course it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'd be a yeah. sen- and then Rosas is crying outside the room. Great. He's like, I failed you, but how can you be so good? Meanwhile, back in Egypt, um, the other guys, Jotaro, Joseph and uh, Kakuin, they're running down this hall. No, and- no, they go up the stairs first. Oh, yeah. Which and- I thought looked like the opening. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Except very different because there's holes in it. <laughs> And there's this guy. And he's like... He looks a bit like a shitty Vegeta. Holy shit, he does. (laughs) Like a vampire, but kind of shit Vegeta. Yeah. Uh, And he's got like a sort of weird turban on. uh... Uh, It's not weird turban. It's just a turban. Sure. (laughs) Actually, Um, no, it is a pretty weird turban. now. And he's clearly a vampire. Yeah. That's the other thing about him we should mention. He's got enormous fangs. And he's like, ah, Kenny G, Darby, Vanilla Ice, you're all such fools. <laughs> he does that creepy, like, guttural laughter. <laughs> like, golem. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. They got what they deserved. And then he... I'm really annoyed by how they've translated this bit. You know what? I don't really care about, like... Oh, is this the... Pitch-perfect translation in yeah. a lot of things, because I think it's pointless and nitpick. But, so he does this thing about how they call me... I think it's pronounced Nukasaku. Hang on. Have you written it down? Yes. Uh... Nukesaku. Sure. Nukesaku. Like some moron. And the whole thing with this is that's apparently a synonym for, you know, idiot or fool. I think mm. um, the Viz manga translated it as loser. Loser? Yes, like calling me loser, like some loser. Right. Gotcha. Um, and that, that builds up to, like, a very lame joke later on. But if you don't translate it, this and none of the other discussion about this name makes any sense. Yeah, because they just use the same word. Yeah, like, what? I was just there. How in the do they? Anime. How do they know his name? I was there in the anime, being like, "You were there in the anime." Well, I mean, look, I was. I had a very special stand, <laughs> viewing from afar. <laughs> Video killed the radio star. God, that'd be amazing. I actually experience all events that you have gone through through anime. Does that mean you have to watch it like a week in advance? Let's yes. not delve into this. Uh, well, if you sign up for Crunchyroll Premium, you can get simulcast. Oh uh, no! So it's like calling me Nuke Saku, like some moron. 
And then we see them in a flashback towering above him in the darkness. And they're like, you can't defeat them with your powers. You're just a vampire. Stay out of it. And he's like, hey, let me help. I really fucking like this bit. And they're like, no, you suck. Stay out of it or we'll kill you. So, you know how they're like... Vanilla Ice, Darby and... The other guy. I guess Kenny G. Yeah. You know um, how Vanilla Ice was like, getting really angry and... Yeah, that summed up really well. Yep. You know how he got really single-minded and started to go for Polnareff and yeah. sort of refused that he was a vampire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to be like that Nuka Saki. Exactly. Like, it feels like all of them look <laughs> down on vampires. Except for Lord Dio, of course. Except for Lord Dio, who's just amazing. Mm. But maybe it's because Dio has such a great stand. Yeah. Maybe his stand is an upstanding personality. Nick, I feel like we've made every possible permutation of that joke over the last 70 episodes. Not there yet. <laughs> The guys go around the corner and they hear a noise from uh, a darkened doorway. That's the door opening. The door was open, but okay. Oh, okay. And a woman runs out and she's like, oh, oh, woe is me. Please spare me. Don't drink my blood. I'll do whatever you say. Oh, my God, it's oh, a woman. Ma, so hot today. Quickly, get to her. And they run over to her. I won't run again. Please don't drink my blood. All right, calm down. Calm down. We're, we're friends of you. We're not vampires. We're not Dio's minions. Your friends? Your friends, not foes? Yes. And then he says, that's right. Jodoro says, that's right. We're friends. And then we see on a close-up of... Um, this woman's face, Star Platinum's fist just comes into frame and just smashes, smashes. the literal teeth out of her. Yeah, and he says, friends of justice, that is. <laughs> and she, she, in quotations, goes flying across the room. Through a few pillars. We'll help oh, wait, you. no, that's later. And Joseph is all, yeah, we'll help you. Help you go straight to hell, right, Kakuin? And Kakuin's just like, yes, yeah. yes. Well, he just goes, do that. <laughs> yeah, it's true, he's just like, Hmm. To me, this feels like the um, the spiritual successor of back on the um, the boat battle where Jotaro was like, say something cool after all. <laughs> this is like, what was, uh, is it CSI Miami with the guy with the glasses? Yeah, Horatio it's like that. Yeah, where no matter what you do, as long as you finish with the right words, it's like, yeah, we're friends. It's not even the right first. Justice. Like, not necessarily even the right word, just the right inflection. Yeah. Because <laughs> he just like, he goes, yeah, we're friends. Of oh, justice, that is. <sighs> Star Platinum puts sunglasses on him. Yeah. Oh, Star Platinum he takes, takes Kakuin's sunglasses <laughs> and puts them on Jotaro. Oh, no. <laughs> Please, no. That would be dope. Ugh. And then we sort of get a good look at this woman and we see that the vampire Nukesaku. Oh. Nukesaku. Nuke. Nuke. It doesn't matter. Nukesaku. Who cares about proper cultural sensitivity and pronunciation? You can't see it right now, but I am raising my yeah, hands. Me. me too. Um... <laughs> His his special vamp. You remember you remember you remember vampires? How they had special powers? Wait, vamp what? You remember like Wired Beck who lived in a door and had knives in his body, or Jack the Ripper who came out of a horse and uh, had knives in his body. Vague or... memories. Zeppelin. Led. Led Zep. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was a. That was right. <laughs> Were you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Um, no, Zapelli was a Hamon master. No, but wasn't there you like th- probably thinking of straights? No, no, no. Wasn't there like Led Zeppelin, like the band met? Oh no, no it was that ACDC was... and the other. Well, guy. Those were Pillar Men, though. That's different. Oh, wait, no, ACDC was a Pillar Man. Wasn't there like a group of four vampires? Yeah, but that no, they, one were, of them they just... were all um, they were all zombies. That's a little different. Oh, okay, never mind. Though I could... the JoJo Wiki contends that according to um one of the supplementary materials, I don't have its name on hand, but maybe I do. Uh, Liam, you can't just say Over maybe... Heaven, Over which heaven. is something I've not heard of before. It is a it's a light novel <gasps> written God, by Nisio Issen with illustrations by Araki. 
Ooh. Uh, blah, 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 what's it about? Lost transcripts of Dio's diary. Hey guys, it's me, Dio, back at it again. Just putting it out there, I'm the best. So this is, you know, this is not part of the core JoJo's Bizarre Adventure canon. But, I really want to read that. Um, don't, it's, it will spoil you for oh. a lot. Um, what, even after part three? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. It contends that Nukasaku is a zombie, that Dio made him the same way he made Jack the Ripper and that he hasn't put on the stone mask, which is, pl- is plausible, but yeah. I don't know. That Everyone's calling him a vampire, so as far as I'm concerned, he's probably a vampire. Yeah, I, I mean, the fangs kind of give it away. Mm. So, yeah. What a useless piece of shit. So, yeah, his power, I think I got it diverted then. Diverted then. So he has a... Uh, a lady's face on the back of his head. Or maybe vice versa. So he's pulled a Voldemort. Yeah, so basically, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, my power is invincible. How did you see through it? Well, you forgot to turn your hands around, mate. And then we get a shot of him kind of dislocating his shoulders back to his male side. I guess. And then moving them and then relocating them. So the thumbs were the wrong way around. Yeah. They were outside rather than inside with the lady. And so then they say, hey, Nukasaku, where's Dio's room? Or like, hey, loser, where's Dio's room? (laughs) And then he's like, we're going to make you guide us there. The sun's going down. Get a move on, piece of shit. Uh, and then he, he, he leaps at them. He's like, don't look down at me. I'm an immortal vampire. You remember vampires? We're great. Remember the pillar men? Yeah. And so he jumps at Jotaro and, and his teeth are caught just on Star Platinum's wrist, who is, of course, a stand. The only stands can hurt stands, proving once and for all that vampires are now obsolete in Jojo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> a beautiful, if somewhat heartwarming slash heart-wrenching moment where we realise that how many episodes are now completely worthless? <laughs> no, we saved the world twice. I guess we did. Yeah. Psychic powers greater than physical prowess. Um, <laughs> that's very deep, Nick. Well, I mean, you know, I'm an idiot, but not that much of an idiot. Well, I am, but you know. Let's see how immortal you are, says Jotaro. And Joseph is like, oh my God. And aura, 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 punch, 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 goes flying. Through some pillars, lands on the floor. So you are immortal, but it's still possible to cut you to pieces. Yeah, all right, I'll take you to Dio. How did you know how to call me Nukesaku? That, 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 they, that they call me Nukesaku. And he says, yare, yare. And that's quite an anticlimactic end to the episode. <laughs> and that's the guitar kicking sure. in. Some little flashes of the past Nick, and the future. Yeah. Highlights and lowlights for this episode. Oh, God. Okay, highlight. Polnareff, baby. Yep, gotta be Polnareff. Oh, Just God. Slamming down on Vanilla He's Ice. doing a lot of good stuff. For my money, I will take the uh, that one particular, just Polnareff executing him with brutal efficiency. Yes, <laughs> where he just like, boop. But honourable mention to all the cool fight stuff he was doing before that. You know, I think the moment where he opens up the window, I was like, oh, shit, he knows. <laughs> And that was it. Yeah. yeah. Low light? Um, probably the sidetrack with Susie Q in Japan. Okay. Not just the bit with Holly, because the bit with Holly was like, oh, okay, so she knows. All right, that's that's gone somewhere. That that was like some legitimate sort of pathos, or I don't know if that's the right word, Um, like m- emotional... Yeah, emotional stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, oh, so this actually has a purpose. Whereas the bit in Japan was like, please learn more about Japan. I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's getting at something here. But I'm too much of a fucking filthy, you know, non-Japanese person, which might be the point of that scene. Who knows? I didn't like it anyway. It was, right. just a, it was too much of a diversion. I was like, yeah, all right, this is, get on with it. Mm-hmm. Although, another highlight, turtle. Did like the turtle. Everyone turtle loves a turtle. turtle. Yeah. Your low light? My low light is probably the weird Nukasaku diversion, mostly, mm. mostly because of the really low effort translation of the already not great joke. So, hang on, is Nukasaku meant to mean... It's, Something you know, it else? means, like, idiot, or... But, like, 
Is there another... And, and they had been calling him that. Yeah. And then the fiction kind of treats it like that's his name. Yeah. And then Jotaro calls him that, and it's like, hey, how did you know they call me that? Which, if you don't know what the joke is, joke in inverted commas, honestly, um, it just looks like Jotaro knows this guy's name for some reason. Yeah, but is there, like, another meaning? No, not really, as far as I'm aware. Weird. Mm. Very weird. Huh. All right, Nick. Shitty jo- Oh, God, here we go. So... Okay. Our heroes are split up. Yes, they are. Polnareff. Wait, are they? Polnareff. Hmm. And then separately, the rest of them. Oh, true. Are making their way up the stairs to Dio's lair. They're closing in on their their fateful opponent after a long journey across the world, travelling via the Silk Road of the Sea. Oh. Uh, what do you think is going to happen mm-hmm. in the next episode, whose title is the ahead. reason our podcast is called what it is? Oh. What do you think is going to happen in the next episode of Joe the Blair Adventure, Part 3, Silas Crusaders, Season 2, called... Battle in Egypt, entitled is it just called Dio's World, oh, for Part sake. 1? <laughs> okay, all right. Dio's World, Part Right. So, three things we need to do now. I need to predict a stand, which I have some fucking theories on. I need to figure out what the fuck's going to happen. And then there's a third thing that I've forgotten. But, sure. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Okay, so. Hmm. Okay, first thing that's going to happen is they're going to be led to Dio via Polnareff. So Polnareff is... Don't forget the other guys have Nukasaku guiding them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They're going to be guided by him to Dio. But I'm assuming Polnareff is, like, literally just downstairs from Dio. Or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know these things. <laughs> these are hellish landscapes that we walk through in this mansion. Did we kill... No, well, we it would be weird if Polnareff was off by himself and nothing came of it. Yeah, it would be. So I reckon they're going to have to meet up with Polnareff, right? That's They're going to see him along the way and be like, hey, who's that guy? It's like, oh, some Nuke Saku. <laughs> oh, I thought then, you meant they were talking about Polnareff. <laughs> hey, who's that guy? He seems like he doesn't nice ring chat. any bells. No. Um, so they're going to meet him and be like, oh, my leg's all fucked up. They're like, don't worry. You have fighting spirit, which means that you've healed all your wounds since last episode. And then that's how that'll go down. Yep. Um, so then Dio will be like, everyone has failed me. Well, looks like I'm going to have to you kill them If you want to do something right, you've got to do it yourself. Exactly. Get so. him, Nukasaku. <laughs> <laughs> Nukasaku will lead them to Dio, or maybe he'll lead them to like the door and be like, I go this far and no further. Yeah. And they'll be like, cool. Let's just beat him up and then just leave him there. Joseph and then just gives him a good old shh. Sh- Shot of the ripple. Oh my god, didn't Dio say he only needed one more person to finish? He did say that. He could drink Nuke Saku to death. No, he's a vampire. Oh, okay. I don't think that works. <sighs> I mean, it's unclear, but I don't think that works. Damn it. Okay. Um. Well, he only needs one more person. Okay, so someone's gonna have to die so that Dio can drink their blood. And, like, reveal his final form. Exactly. So, Nuke Saku leads him to him, opens the door, Dio's there like, well, 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 well. 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 If it isn't little Miss Fuck, we've never shit. actually met before, by the way. My name's Dio. Hey, I totally killed your granddad. That's working out pretty well for me. Say hi, Jonathan. And then he waves. <laughs> actually, that'd be great if he's like, "So I control your granddad now." See, you see this? You see this? This is him. I'm wearing him. See, <laughs> like a suit. <laughs> Here is my theory on how Dio works. Right? We've had fire. We've had ice. Mm-hmm. We've had water. We've had pretty much all the elements you can think of. Even, Sand. Even magnetism, right? And then last stand, or the last few stands, have been slightly more abstract. And it got me thinking, hang on, maybe there's a trend here. Maybe there's a trend towards something weirder. So I thought, okay, we've had illusions, right? And not just like a mirror, like an actual illusion of a mansion. Mm. We've had looking into souls, 
to find out what they're saying. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. Maybe there's a trend. Then we had a guy who eats himself out of existence. (laughs) And I thought, okay, but that's like space, right? Mm -hmm. What if Dio Stand is something to do with time? All right. So, like, I was telling you about this before. In Trigun... You did mention this, yeah. My favourite all you've seen before is that thing with Whole Horse, where he was like... This is what prompted the Trigun conversation, right? Yes. Where it was where like, he was like, Whole Horse, you were, you're behind me, but now I'm behind you. Yeah. So in Trigun, the lady opens her like right eye and it's just a different kind of eye. The devil's eye. That, <laughs> sure. That basically means that the person is stunned for X seconds. And then after X seconds, they're like, oh, oh, you're behind me. How'd you get there? And then they just, you know, get shot. But Dio's... Obviously doesn't work that way because he didn't make eye contact with whole horse. So what if he can just freeze time in a localized area or some shit? Okay. And then just walk around for like five seconds. But then how did he get around the cobwebs? Shit! God damn it. Okay. All right. Maybe he can exist outside. (laughs) Maybe he enters his own little world. Maybe that's it. Like a pocket dimension? Yeah, like a pocket dimension where he walks around and then after... Maybe he can exit this reality for five seconds and then come back into it. That'd be cool. Because I feel That's like so- the D&D spell Blink. Yeah, it has to be something to do with time, though. I feel as though time is a very crucial element here because we had all the other things that have had, like, space and, like, elements. Dreams. Dreams. And, like, now we're getting to the end. It must be, like, okay, what's the most powerful thing there is? Time. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's my theory. All right. My other theory is that uh, it'll be a hard counter to getting punched because, <laughs> um, like, I remember telling you before that what if Dio stand is literally just star platinum, but not, mm-hmm. you know? But then how did he get around the cobwebs? Gah, gah. I imagine I'm going to be underwhelmed no matter what because I'm hyping it up so much. Because <laughs> everyone's been saying, oh, it's going to be an amazing stand. Like, his stand is so powerful, I have to respect it. <laughs> and how do you think the battle's going to go? Okay, well, first things first. It's gonna... What if? If he's controlling the flow of time... Hang on, let's roll with this for a second. If he's controlling the flow of time, the fight is not gonna happen before the sunset. He's gonna, like, fast forward or something? Yeah, he's basically just gonna be like, hey, look outside. The sun has set. They'll be like, oh, no! And then he'll grab Joseph and just start sucking his blood. And that's the one who'll die. (laughs) Okay, just the one? And then it'll be, like, all the young guys fighting him at once? Hmm. Well, I'm just thinking... Because, like, my theory is that Joseph has to die... Because he's the oldest. And so he'll be like, you know what? It was pretty good, but now I die. He won't say that. But he'll say something along the lines of, Jotaro, you've got to finish this because... Legacy. I I couldn't figure out... Joestars. Yeah. The Joestar has a strong line of the family. Don't Mm. let Dio desecrate it by using your grandfather's corpse. (laughs) Um, Right, so that'll be the first death. And then Joseph will be able to drink his blood. Dio. Dio will be able to drink his blood. Uh, So he'll drink Joseph's blood. And then it might just be one-on-ones, like Darby and such, where it's like, oh, okay, I'll fight, and then he can fight, and then he can fight. But how would they enforce that? Slash, why would they do that? That is a good point. That is a very good point. <laughs> Shit. I don't know. I don't. didn't think that one through. Okay, so then if all of them are fighting him, how is it not just going to devolve into Aura Aura as the winner? Because that's the thing. If you punch things hard enough, you always win. <laughs> Jojo's world has taught us this so well. All right, well, this one might be getting a bit too far out of field, but how do you think they're going to beat him? (sighs) 
well, if it's something to do with time, they're going to punch him and then they'll win. Like, legit, the way I see it going down is, hey, there's Dio, we need to beat him. Okay, I'll just punch him as hard as I can until he stops being alive. Speaking of weird time shit, I've been watching a Let's Play of The Evil Within 2. Mm. Uh, and there's a serial killer villain in that who... Uh, is, is, the, is the super best friends let's play and they, they quite aptly said like this guy is basically a Jojo villain because he's super melodramatic because he's like an artist or whatever mm. and he has this power where if he takes a photo of you with a camera um, then like your time gets super slowed down right? and you move in slow-mo Okay. And or if you die like that you get stuck as like a weird like frozen in time art installation mm. uh, and uh, where was I going with this? Something about Jojo's villain Oh yeah, he's just like he's super melodramatic. There's like this cool scene where he freezes you, then like cuts with you under your eye with a knife. Um, and then I watched the the final boss battle with him today. He's not the final boss, but the boss battle with him today. Yeah. And uh, he's like giving these melodramatic speeches, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, you're doing pretty good, but I'm I'm much better than you. I'm so artistic." Ah. And he's wearing like this suit with this red scarf. It's just he's such a JoJo villain, just in this weird. Super serious psychological horror, horror thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, all right. Well, actually, you know what might happen is that they'll separate Jonathan's body from Dio's head. And then Jonathan will kill Dio. <laughs> the irony. Actually, that's probably his biggest weakness, isn't it? Just that join there. But if he can drink Joseph's blood... like rip then... his head off or something. Yeah, they'll rip his head off and be like, well, 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 looks like that joint that you had there still isn't healed. Maybe it was just Jonathan's fighting spirit. Yes. Jonathan Stand was fighting you from within all, the, all along. I mean, it's a possibility. Who knows? Even though he's dead, but it's a possibility. Uh, yeah. I feel bad for Jonathan. Why? He had a good life. Had a kid. Yeah, yeah bad death, though. Like, yeah, pretty bad death. Beautiful in a poetic way, but... Pretty shitty. Yeah. Burnt alive on a flaming... Sh- well, no, he no, was dead No, his head was that. ripped off and his yeah, body was stolen. Well, he died before that, but... How did Dio rip off his head? Tentacles. Vampires. Space ripper stingy eyes. Yeah, true. Lasered it off, put his own on. Like, okay, here we go. Um, yeah, he had a no. hundred years to do it. He had a very long time. I wonder. And he has a medical degree. Oh, Jonathan. Oh, I know. I keep thinking Dio's a doctor, but he's a lawyer. Wait, Dio or Jonathan? Dio. Dio was a lawyer? Yeah, remember in the rugby match, oh the commentator God. was talking about their... Um, their academic history. Yeah, yeah. Dio, was, Dio was about to graduate from law school and oh Jonathan's God. published a fine thesis in archaeology. No wonder he was such a dick. He's a lawyer. All right, I think that more or less brings us to the end of our episode. Shit, one more week. Well, we... I mean, you know, it's going to take more than one week to get through it all. No, I mean, then we see Dio. And yeah. That's it. Oh. If you like the show, uh, consider shooting us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or similar platforms. Uh, Never forget. That really helps new people find it. Never forget Patreon is always a viable option if you want to help us support us. Uh, Patreon.com slash Jojo's World. We, uh, we do have some bonus content coming up. We're finally getting sort of around to doing all the bonus stuff. Yeah, it's in the work. It's it's finally getting a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, until next time. To be, be continued. continued.